back to another episode of Alive and Active. My name is Shelly Hitz, and I'm here with my husband, CJ. Hey, guys. And today we're talking about the all or nothing mentality. This is something that I've heard from many of you. You know, if you've been in the Momentum Challenge or you're one of our coaching clients, there's been many times that I've heard from several of you about, you know, I messed up. And so I'm just, might as well just give up. Or, you know, if I can't be perfect with the challenge, then I'm not going to continue. Or, you know, just different things like that. And I thought this would be a really great um, topic to cover on the podcast. And so CJ is going to share most of the encouragement today. But we just wanted to let you know, first of all, you're not alone. This is a very, very common thing. CJ and I both struggle with it as well. And then we also just want to give you some encouragement to break through when you do sense this all or nothing mentality coming up. Yeah. And you know, when I was thinking about this all or nothing mentality, I was uh, brought to John chapter 20, verse 24 and 25, where I thought about Thomas. And I want to read this passage to you. It says, uh, one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. Then uh, they told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands put my fingers in them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. And, you know, he's come to be known as Doubting Thomas through the ages. And to be honest, I always thought, you know, old Thomas kind of got a bad rap. (laughs) You know, uh, is that too much to ask? You know, he wasn't with the guys, you know, when Jesus made his appearance after the resurrection. And he needed to see some proof. And I think many of us uh, can be the same way. But in a way, uh, you know, Thomas was exhibiting sort of this this all-or-nothing mentality. You know, he basically needed to see all of Jesus or there would be nothing in terms of his belief. And so, you know, it kind of reminds us of some of the things that we uh, we go through as well. You know, I know I can relate to this whole all-or-nothing mentality. Uh, as a runner, I found myself saying things like, if I'm not 100% fit then I'm just not even going to show up to the race. Or if the weather isn't perfect today, well, what's the use of going out for this long run? And so there's, there's always this, um, this excuse or if things just don't line up perfectly, you just take the easy way out. And, you know, there's, there's several examples that I want to share here. here. Here's a few others that you might have heard. You might have even actually spoken these things yourself, these scenarios. So, for example, if I can't fit into these jeans, I just won't go to the party. And I actually heard somebody here recently say that she's actually said, well, I actually won't go to church if I don't lose a certain amount of weight. 
Like she's actually been to the point where, man, I don't, I don't even know if I want to actually show up to church because I think I'm, I'm fat. Well, and she, I think what she said is she was afraid of being judged. Yeah. But that just goes to show you how much stock we put into some of these, these things we buy into these lies really. But, um, if, uh, another one is if I have any doubt that I'll lose this game, I simply won't play. <laughs> um, if I can't eat just one cookie, in other words, if I, don't, if I can't have self-control with one cookie, well, I just might as well eat the whole thing, the whole bag. Or you you might even say that with uh, potato chips. Um, if I can't do my workout today, the whole plan just fell apart. Yeah, and I've heard many of you say this even with the Momentum Challenge. And, you know, we want to just reaffirm to you that we are a place of flexibility and grace. And that's why we encourage you to plan in pencil so you can move things around. And if you get off one day, just get back on the next day. I mean, you know, but it's it's really a stronghold that the enemy wants to keep us bound in. Yeah. Well, it can it can totally paralyze us. Another one is uh, if I don't have time to cook, the only choice is fast food. Yeah. You know, and so we could we sort of sabotage ourselves there by making it very easy, you know, to take the unhealthy choice. Um, another word that we might use to describe an all-or-nothing mentality is that word perfectionism. Right. You know, if things aren't perfect in our eyes, what's the use in continuing? If we can be, uh, it can be very self-defeating. It's like a self-defeating trap that we fall into that prevents any growth or meaningful progress. Right. Because the, the truth is, we're all a work in progress. But even if we take two steps forward and one step back, it's still progress, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> And for some reason, it's so hard to see that. It's like all we can see is the one step back. It's like we're, we can't see that we actually made two steps forward. So we're, we're actually still making progress. And it's like we feel like a failure because we had to take a step back. And when I was, you know, really working through an addiction to Internet pornography, that's the way it was for me. Two steps forward, one step back, one step forward, and sometimes two steps back. And that's okay. You know, God knows right where you're at. He knows your heart. He knows that this is a stronghold for you, whatever it is. And he wants to free you. And just because you took a couple steps back doesn't mean you have to give up. Keep getting up. Keep taking that next step forward. And, you know, I will say that, you know, I have been free from this addiction to pornography now for over 20 years. And I'm so glad I didn't give up because Mm. I kept taking a few steps back. Yeah. You know, when I also think of this whole idea of progress, it reminds me of a little book uh, in the Old Testament toward the end, the book of Zechariah. Yeah. And, of course, one of the famous verses we read is, is Zechariah in chapter 3 that says, Not by might or by strength nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. But you read that whole uh, little book, and they were beginning to 
rebuild a temple that had been long demolished. But they were comparing what the new one was starting to look like with the old one that had so much splendor going back to Solomon's days. Yeah. And some of the old timers were probably looking at that and saying, oh my goodness, man, I remember the good old days and I remember hearing stories about the old one. And they're complaining and they're saying, look at this, look at this, uh, is, you call this a temple, this new thing? Because it didn't have the splendor and the fancy trimming, so to speak, that the old one did. And yet at the end, God says, hey, rejoice in small beginnings. In other words, I'm happy with the progress. I'm happy to see things moving in the yeah. right direction. You're you're working on rebuilding my house so that everything can revolve around worship of me in the temple. And yeah, it might not look right now like the old one did, but hey, you haven't seen anything yet. And God was beginning to speak of a future temple that would actually be in us the Holy Spirit residing in us. He says, you haven't seen anything yet. And it would have been hard for them to imagine, like, oh my goodness, what do you mean we haven't seen anything yet? This thing just doesn't look good. What our eyes can see right now doesn't look good. And I say all that to say, some of you may say, man, I, I used to look so good in my 20s. I used to really be able to do this when I was 18, 19, 20. I could even do this, and I could eat everything I wanted, and and I would actually lose weight. Yeah, and or I that you know we've heard from some of you. You know, I I used to be able to run a nine minute mile, or I used to be able to to do this or that. And it's so easy, especially as you start to age, to look back and say, "Oh man, I'm declining. I'm not able to do what I used to do." And I might as well just give up, you know, and, you know. Instead of thinking, yeah, there's progress happening. And yet um, we we just can't see it. It's like we're blinded to those former years. And yet God says to us today, hey, rejoice. Rejoice in the progress being made. I know it's not exactly the speed that you want right now, but keep your eyes fixed on me. Uh, continue with this program, and I'll I'll guide you. I'll direct you. I'll actually begin to transform you from the inside out, not just with physical changes, but changes that occur in the depth of our being. Yeah. And, um, you know, for example, by making the decision to, you know, personally to skip a race because I'm not 100% fit, you know what I'm essentially doing? I'm discounting other good things that could happen, such as interacting with others at the race. Another thing would be, hey, I could volunteer at the race. Maybe I don't want to run it, but I could volunteer my time. I could actually help put the race on. I could make it special for those who are taking part. Or perhaps just setting aside my own goals in order to support someone else. And I think that's one of the things that happens when we get into a all-or-nothing mindset. We begin to discount other good things that could happen if we would just lay, lay down our pride or our perfectionistic qualities that say, oh, if it's not this way, then I'm just going to bag the whole thing. 
we discount all of the wonderful benefits that could happen in the process, in the rebuilding, in that effort. You just think about even the people rebuilding the temple. Well, just the fact that that was happening meant people were getting together. People were interacting. People were talking about it. People were comparing it. People were still in that in-process mode, and good things were happening socially. And just the fact that they undertook that work was huge because it was better than nothing. It was better than just saying, well, we're done. You know, we won't be worshiping any place, and we're not going to be getting together anytime soon to go to church. No, God was rejoicing because these things were going to come alive again. The the community was going to come alive socially and spiritually and and people interacting with one another. So we discount so much like I like I've done before because I said, Well, I'm I'm not gonna show up at the race because I'm not hundred percent fit. Yeah. And that's just not gonna make me look good. Well, and I think part of it is that we sometimes we feel like a failure because we've set these goals, whether it's a weight loss goal or a certain, you know, goal and then um we end up binging on food, you know, to process our emotions instead of, you know, learning to process them other ways. And you know what? It's okay. We all do that. Mm. You know, I've been doing it recently with just some of the stuff I've been going through with my dad. And I've just been giving myself grace. And now I'm like, okay, let's get back on, shall we? <laughs> let's, let's bring this to God. Let's process the emotions like, you know, like you, you know how to do, but to not beat myself up and then, you know, the beating ourselves up, it just ends up getting us even in a worse condition versus just saying, okay, you know, that happened now, you know, right now is a fresh start right now. I can start again and seeing all the good that could happen. And, and I think part of it too, is it can seem like such a long wait You know, a lot of times, even when you're trying to lose weight, healthy weight loss comes off slow, like a pound a week. We've had clients that are like, wow, that just seems too slow. (laughs) And yet that's the way it's sustainable. And when you're making habits and you're not just doing a fad diet or something like that. And yeah, it, it could take a lot longer, but man, the payoffs are so much bigger. It's the compound effect. It's that chart that in the beginning, you don't hardly see any change. And then if you don't give up, whoo, the harvest comes. It reminds me of that verse in Galatians 6, 9. You will reap a harvest if you don't give up. Amen. And you know, uh, instead of that all or nothing mentality or mindset, we want to encourage what would be called a growth mindset. Yeah. Which is a healthier approach as we pursue our goals. In other words, no matter how messy or imperfect things may get, and believe me, they can get messy, there's room for grace and learning from mistakes. Amen. And if we miss a a workout, for example, we can stay flexible and we can simply reschedule. We can start where we're at. It doesn't cave the whole program in. If we overindulge on that sweet treat, we can still resume our nutrition plan. And by the way, don't uh, don't don't sweat it. You know, if 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 you indulge, indulge and then move on. Don't just continue on a track that says, "Well, I've indulged now. I might as well just indulge the rest of the week." No, we still want to encourage you to get back on the wagon, but don't kill yourself um, 
and beat yourself up over and over again if you did happen to eat, you know, a few extra cookies. You know, just move on and say, hey, you know what? I can start right now. Today is a fresh start. And I even just think of, you know, Lamentations chapter 3. You know, his mercies are new every morning. It's the same way with our, our, our nutrition plan yeah. or our workout plan. His mercies are new every morning. Start where you're at, but don't sabotage yourself and, and cave, cave into that mindset that says, oh, it's, it's over with. Yeah, and I think that sometimes what can happen as well is that, you know, we forget that, you know, food is to be enjoyed. Like, there, it's not like, oh, there's good foods and bad foods. And, you know, it's like <laughs> food is not the enemy that, you know, but when we are binging, when we are using food to numb our emotions, it's like a warning signal, you know, like in a, in a car, there might be like a check engine light that comes on. Well, I, I take it like when I start to see those things come out in me. And it's not just like a one-time thing. Like I was at a birthday party and I had a piece of, piece of cake. You know, we encourage you to celebrate at times with your families and not feel like you have to restrict every single thing. Listen to the Lord, listen to your body. But when it becomes a repeated habit, when it starts to feel like a stronghold, use it as a check engine light, use it as a warning signal. And ask the Lord and pray about it, journal about it. Like, is there something that's triggering me right now? Is there, you know, is there something I can learn from this? Having that growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset, you might say, oh, this is just the way I am. This is the way I've always been. This is the way my family is. I can't change, da, 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 da. But you can change with the power of the Holy Spirit and we can learn from it. So lately I've been asking myself and I've been praying about, Lord, what is this about? Why am I eating more? You know, why am I, you know, wanting more sweets or this or that? And I just realized like I'm going through an emotionally intense period of time and I have been using food to process. And so, you know, that's when it gives me a clue. I need to spend some deeper time with the Lord. I need to do some journaling. I need to do a little more biblical meditation and breathing exercises and the things that I know to do for me personally that help me to process my emotions because they're giving me a signal that there's something going on deeper inside. And the Lord has been helping me to do that. But I just want to encourage you, you know, it's... It's so, it's, it's such a relief, you know, that the Lord is with us and his grace is new every moment. He loves you whether you eat the cookie or not, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And cookies are to be enjoyed at times in life. <laughs> Speaking and from the cookie monster himself. <laughs> I, you know, personally have probably never had saw, saw a bad time to eat a cookie, but... <laughs> Um, we do want to encourage people to reach their goals. Sometimes when you do go a spell where you're, you're building momentum in your life, your taste buds are changing. Yeah, there could be time where you're, you're uh, withholding that, uh, stuff that you used to, to always run to, you know, for that comfort. But we just definitely want to encourage a more moderation approach where you can enjoy that that really delicious piece of homemade pie occasionally. 
Um, and so we, we don't want you to think that, you know, it's an all or nothing thing in exactly. that way either. Yeah. Like, like once you, once you have that, then you got to start all over again. Now just start right where you're at and say, you know what? That was delicious. Thank you, Lord, for taste buds that pull out the sweet and, and, uh, thank you, Lord. But now I'm going to move on and, and uh, enjoy other things that you've created as well. I'm going to eat my salad. Yeah. <laughs> and really, you know, how are we taking care of the temple? You know, and, you know, there's always room for growth. And I feel like God is <clears throat> always inviting us into more. It's not, it's, it's not a, oh, you have to do it this way or th- that way. Um, but it's an invitation, to do, you know, to more. And and we just encourage you instead of the all or nothing mentality to move into this growth mindset where you may, you might use some of those, those instances as signals that something deeper might be going on to take it to the Lord, but ultimately to keep moving forward, to get back up anytime you fall, to get back up and try again, try, try again, because it's the forward momentum and motion that counts. And we are loved and accepted no matter what we do. It's not about our actions. And so God is inviting us into more, but we're not sabotaged if, you know, if, if we, we do get into this cycle. So CJ, why don't you close us in a prayer? Well, Father, we thank you so much for um, your grace and your mercy in our yes. lives. We thank you that your mercies are new every morning. We ask, Lord, that you'd help us to have a, a growth mindset, that you would help us to, to get rid of this all-or-nothing mentality of sabotaging ourselves or having a perfectionistic attitude. I pray that uh, we would all see ourselves as under construction, yeah. in process, under growth, and I just pray that... Um, you would help us along the way, this journey that we're, we're in, help us to uh, fulfill the callings that you have on our lives. Yes. And we just, uh, we, we ask that you would weed out, uh, root out any of this uh, all or nothing mentality that we would have uh, our eyes fixed on you and uh, what you have for us. And we thank you so much for all the <coughs> blessings you give us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, I recently had one of our clients ask me, you know, Shelly, what is the main goal of your program? So our nutrition coaching program is called the Mile Marker Method. And I said, you know, the main goal of our program is to help you develop lifestyle changes to help you feel good, have more energy, and have good health so you can live out the purpose God has called you to. You know, most of the time that will also include weight loss. But again, you get to choose the, you know, what are your main goals for the program? And she wrote back and she just said, oh, I love that. I'm going to write that out and read it every day. And so I just want to remind you that, you know, it's, it's not necessarily about the number on the scale or about how we look. It's not about the food or the fitness. You know, it's about living out the purpose that God has for us. And when there are strongholds in our lives, it holds us back. You know, 
right after God began, you know, and I, I began to get free from pornography, that's when God launched me into ministry to teen girls. And then it just continued, continued till, until what I'm doing today. And I truly believe the enemy was trying to stop me. And he was trying to thwart the purpose God had in my life. And I'm getting tears in my eyes just thinking about what the enemy tries to do to each one of us. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy the purpose God has for us. So I just want to encourage you right now to bind the enemy in Jesus' name and to press in for the freedom that God has for you. Whatever it is that you're struggling in this all or nothing mentality, I can almost guarantee you that the enemy's coming to still kill and destroy, but Jesus has come to give life and life abundantly. That comes from John 10, 10. So we are cheering you on. We are in this with you. We love you. And we will talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and we just pray God's blessings over you today. God bless you guys. Bye.